Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. So we have been just sitting here chatting away today on um, all things uh, from holiday decorating to... We've been uh, catching up. We haven't seen each other in a while. I know. You've been out of town for 10 days. Like, like not out of the just country. out of town, but yes, out of the country. And uh, we've been just catching up on how are we going to be intentional with our relationships? We kind of challenge each other with that every year because it's, it's really Especially easy. during the holiday time yes. and scheduling and what's important. So I have to ask you, because I was gone for 10 days and I know we both kind of in the past have challenged each other. Like we have this kind of little thing is like, okay, so when, when is it like too early to decorate for Christmas? <laughs> and um, when is the appropriate time? And I think I missed my window because I was gone for 10 days. But did you decorate already? Because yeah, yeah. I saw a pumpkin sitting outside. Absolutely. I have all of my Christmas decorations Ugh. up. Gosh, <laughs> that's painful. I know. I still have pumpkins outside. But um, I think maybe tonight we're going to start getting some stuff out because it's just a process. Yeah. It takes me several days because I'm not one that just like – you know, stays up till three in the morning and getting it done because right. I get, I go on to other things. As well, you, know. you have to have the whole atmosphere. It has to be you experience. have to have the Christmas music on, your hot cocoa made with marshmallows. And I can just pull everything out, take everything out and then just like get and it And you done. also have help. You have daughters. <laughs> That's true. Mine, That's are, true. mine are gone to their own places <laughs> and I, now. I do like it to be inexperienced. I, I like the ambiance. We turned the Christmas music on. We made our peppermint mochas, you yeah, know, see, I know, drinks I know. and did all of that. So yeah. Luckily I my do. husband does help. So that's great. But, um, I, I miss my window though. You're, I, I hate it when you beat me. I just got to <laughs> tell you. So now like, uh, now I got to get into it, but okay. So we were talking about, and you know, let's, let's kind of interrupt there before yeah. we get too far into our show. We want to remind because we're, we love Christmas and everything Christmas so we could keep going. But before we get too far into our show, we just want to remind everyone you're listening to girlfriend at radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other amazing, Amazing tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, okay, so we are talking about, you know, just the holidays and already, like I know this morning getting ready, my husband says, Oh, by the way, we have this event on the eighth, and oh, by the way. And so already I'm looking at going, okay, I just got back in the country and already my schedule is filling yeah, up for absolutely. the holidays. It's crazy. It is crazy. And he's like, but there's a part of I just want to sit and enjoy it because um I just love every, all things Christmas, yeah. the sights, the smells, just all of that. And, um, I want to be able to enjoy it and not be rushing around right. from here to there and go, okay, another season just kind of passed by so quickly. Yes. But you do realize that it, like sitting right here a week before, actually a week to the day before Thanksgiving, we're dating our show, but it, it's like, now's the time to make those decisions. Yeah for the holidays instead of reacting to people and to situations. So we were talking about that. It's like, 
Because we both are so relational and you don't want to hurt anybody. But at the same time, you go, I can only do so much. Well, what happens is you go to these events, uh, you know, different parties and different, you know, holiday things that are taking place. And then lo and behold, uh, you see people you might not have seen in a while and they'll go, ah, I would love to do lunch or when can we do, do dinner? And then you start piling more on rather than maybe being intentional with, you know, some of the people you do want to spend time with, all of a sudden you're catching up on people that maybe aren't in your life for a reason. <laughs> I, know. I know. And that sounds just, you know, just that way bad. that does sound bad. <laughs> but you, you do, you start being reactive rather than proactive and go, okay, there, there was a reason why I haven't seen you for five years. Right. Right. It's about being intentional with yeah. relationships. And then, and then we were even talking, cause you were asking me a couple of questions about, about my, about my trip. And, um, you know, we went into, I took, um, 20 women into Israel and Palestine and just the most amazing people over there that are really wanting peace and are really working toward peace and just hearing their stories and just being with them. And, um, you know, talking about friendships and being intentional and, you know, we all have these different relationships in our lives and we connect for different reasons. And we sat this one morning with, um, it's called the Parent Circle. It's an organization. And they're, they're people who have lost either a child or a spouse to the other side. So like a Palestinian who has lost a spouse or a child to an Israeli soldier. Mm-hmm. And then an Israeli family who has lost a child or a, um, a spouse to a Palestinian. Mm-hmm. And so really they should kind of hate each other yeah. and not like each other mm-hmm. and blame each other and, um, you know, seek revenge. But this organization is just amazing because you see the best in humanity mm-hmm. through them because they have chosen to go. Violence isn't the answer. Revenge is not the answer. We have to forgive and we have to embrace the other and recognize each person has their own story and lens. And that, you know, it was you can't label a whole people group because yeah. of the actions of a few, which mm-hmm. is so easy to do. We oh, do yeah. that. We all have the other in our life. And so we sat this one morning with an Israeli man who was fantastic. I mean, he just had like those golden nuggets that you just, you know, and he just was kind of like this grandfather type. He was in his sixties and he just, he was so warm and caring. And then right next to him was this Palestinian woman, um, who had lost her husband and he had lost his 10 year old little girl. Mm. And so you're just, you feel for them and they're sitting there, but it was so beautiful because like she introduced him and he introduced her. And he said about her, she, she is closer to me than a fam, than my, some of my family members. Mm. She's like my sister. And she said of him, this man is like one of my best friends. He's the first person I call Mm. and they would touch each other on the shoulder, you know? And so you could just see this connection, this human connection where it's like, I really love and care for you. Mm -hmm. And you understand my pain. You know, there's something to be said when it's like, you understand what I'm going through where very few people can. And so it was, it was just truly an example of an, an uncommon friendship yeah. that they're choosing to use it for peace and reconciliation mm-hmm. instead of destruction mm-hmm. and, you know, and perpetuating more violence. So talking about friendships and being intentional, they have to be intentional yeah. with a friendship. And it's a, it causes you to look around and go, where am I? You know, sometimes we just react like you were talking about. Yeah. And that's so contagious. Mm-hmm. You and I have talked about that over the years where just when we're speaking, people can see obviously that same type of friendship that you mm-hmm. just witnessed mm-hmm. with these two. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have an experience like that 
where like you said, they have every reason mm-hmm. to truly be angry and mm-hmm. to have hate. And when, when you can show that kind of forgiveness, when you can show that kind of grace, it is, it, it it's just a magnet. You want to know more about them. You want mm-hmm. to know more about the story. And, um, I know people have come up to us and said, okay, how do I have this? How mm-hmm. do I get this mm-hmm. kind of friendship and this relationship? Mm-hmm. And it, it is be, being intentional. Mm-hmm. Obviously there's, you know, staying mm-hmm. current with each mm-hmm. other because mm-hmm. you, you can get caught up in, um, I know I just recently was with a, a college friend and she shared, I get tired of always being the one that initiates. Oh Yeah. And you do kind of depend on that person because she, she makes sure all of this, you know, the group of college girlfriends get together and have lunch. And until she said that, it never, ever it just didn't occur to me. I just wait for that phone call the initiator or that text message to come in. <laughs> so and the it, responder can respond. Yeah. And it goes back to, we, we have said that define the relationship. Sometimes you have to go, okay, I just have to have to tell you for the past 20 plus years, this is getting old. It's not really working for me right now. <laughs> if I didn't, if I didn't call us all together, would you guys make it happen? And probably what we would do is we would contact her and go, Hey, how come you didn't make this happen? <laughs> so the answer would be yes. We would still make it happen. We would go through you still. Right. Yeah. Right. But I, I, I think that that is something that you have to ask the question. What, what can I do in this? Well, and I like how you're saying the initiator, cause that goes back to, are you being an initiator on the intentionally where, where it matters? Yeah. Or are you just sitting back and waiting for somebody else to initiate? And sometimes it's like even, you know, initiating intentionality. Um, you know, it's like, you have to be that we, so many times we do sit back and then life happens and things, you know, cross our path and we forget. Oh yeah. And, and I just had a bunch of my mm-hmm. high school girls, uh, over the other night we were sitting out around the, the fire pit. And that was one of the conversations is that they were sharing how so many times they, they don't feel like they're included. Mm. And it's like, because you have to show up sometimes you have to initiate. That's for all ages. Don't you think all ages? We all struggle with, I don't feel like I fit, I belong and that I'm included. Yes. And, and, but to have a safe place around a fire pit, are we creating those fire pit experiences where we can share that? I mean, that's what's significant. It's like, this is a safe place to share. I'm not feeling like I fit in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where we got to start creating more of those places like that, where we can go, here's what I'm really feeling. And, and even for your friend to go, you know, for 20 years I've initiated, it's getting a little old. Right. I mean, there, there was a safe place for her to be able to say that with you guys and that you guys responded. Hopefully you responded well to her. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I said, so when is our next event? Yes. <laughs> and in that situation, she just had, had shared it with me. And, and now I'm even, you know, reflecting on that saying, okay, maybe I was the one that was the biggest one, not initiating. <laughs> is it I, is it I, <laughs> I going back to that? It's like, that wasn't a safe place for the whole group. It was just directed at me. <laughs> I'm glad we can have a therapy session for you. <laughs> On live and, you know, just to process out loud, <laughs> see, we create these safe places and hopefully as people are le- leaning in, hopefully they're all, leaning the, in. all the listeners, how I was not intentional in this college friend relationship. So. Have you repented? I think I okay, need good. a phone call to get there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that we can laugh about it and go, you know what? Sometimes we just are not aware. Yeah. And we need somebody to say in a kind way. Yeah. Um, in a respectful way, you know, this is not working and here's why. And maybe, and we're like, 
like you said, you had no idea. Well, you have to do a self audit because just like just now, it's really easy to talk about it and give advice. And sometimes it's like, hello, how about look at what, what are you doing in this situation? Well, let's keep this conversation going because joining us next is an amazing woman and yes. friend, Liz Curtis Higgs. You don't want to miss this. We're going to be talking more about, I don't know, all things, having an amazing girlfriend conversation. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back and let's enjoy. You're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty and Lisa, and we're going to be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Do you wake up not feeling great? Do you struggle with low energy during the day? Are you unhappy with your weight or your appearance? If you can say yes to any of these, then you need to know that you can change that. Now is the time to live your most excellent life. Not tomorrow, not next year, but now. You have the power to change how you feel and to increase your energy. You have the power to change your weight and your appearance. All it takes is exercise and healthy eating. How simple is that? By exercising daily, doing something you love, like walking outside or bike riding, you can assure that you are on the road to living your most excellent life. Continue in healthy eating and daily activity and choose to enjoy your life to the fullest. Wake up in the morning and feel great. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, if it's a conference for and about women, Liz Curtis Higgs is honored to be there. She has been a keynote speaker at Women of Faith, Women of Joy, Extraordinary Women, Among Friends, Time Out for Women. And I'm exhausted. I know. Literally, the list goes on and on and on because if, like we said, <laughs> if there is a conference, Liz is there. And uh, I know we, we've had um, just the joy of having Liz on our show before, and I have raved about her because when I was going from my... I, I would say my my teenage college years into being an adult, I found her book on the bad girls of the Bible and I gobbled, gobbled, gobbled it up. It was 
it was one of those life-changing experiences for me just simply because did you relate as a bad girl I related as a bad girl and I thought oh my word like this really is enticing stories in the Bible and she just made these women just come to life so her message it's it's just biblical encouraging down to earth and obviously she's profoundly funny funny so that's where you you just dive in so I'm so excited to have you on the show today Liz how are you I'm wonderful. What a treat to be back with you. Thanks. Oh, yours is always so much fun. And when, when, when we tell women you're coming on the show, they're like, oh, I can't wait to hear. Can't wait to listen. <laughs> so you have a huge fan base, but you're, it's, you're so authentic and so fun. Yes. And that that's one of the things today we, as we were, at least and I were talking this morning going, okay, what exactly do we want to, you know, we, we just want to glean from you. And I thought, well, her, uh, one of her latest blogs, she was talking about friendship, but we also want to hear everything about you have a, a new book that came out. So we want to hear all about that and how we can um, get a hold of that and what is it about. But since we are talking about being intentional right now in the holidays with our relationships and our friendships, let's start from there. Do you have any tips on how you go to make that happen, especially when everyone there's just as we get older, there's too many people we want to spend time with. <laughs> <laughs> That's well said because, right, as each year goes by, new friends, more friends. Uh, and, of course, you know, with social media and everything else, we feel like, anyway, that our friendships have expanded. We've picked up yeah. old friends from high school and, you know, college and whatever, um, which is thrilling. But the truth is, and I did write a blog about this, with friendship, you can only maintain so many Mm-hmm. friendships and you know so there's intimate friendships and there's really close friends then there's friends then there's acquaintances and you know you have to decide where do I want to put my energy do I want to throw a big party this Christmas where I have 50 people and I might get to talk to everybody for three seconds or do I want to have five people over for dinner the five people I love the most and go deep Mm-hmm. Both of them are valid. It's just you have to decide where am I going to put my time. Now, of course, a fabulous hostess would probably do both those things. I am <laughs> a fabulous hostess. I, <laughs> I once had uh, my publishing people came to see me and to discuss business at a breakfast at my house. Okay, we're talking five people. I had it catered. I was so scared <laughs> of trying to, you know, trying to really put out a nice breakfast and all the stuff. And then be ready to talk business. And they were like, Liz, you catered it? We just all would have driven through McDonald's if we'd known. That is so <laughs> funny. I so that's understand so, that, that's though. because my kind like, of tip. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I love that. Don't stress out. Yeah. Just cater it. Well, just the fact that you would have everyone in your home speaks volumes because we have gotten to the point where it's like, okay, you have to meet at Starbucks or let's go meet at the restaurant yeah. because – we don't want any, we don't want to have to clean up. We don't want people, you know, judging that we have toys all over the floor. Or, I don't have toys anymore. <laughs> you have dog toys. <laughs> Believe me, she has toys on the floor. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, we got something on the floor. You know, there's magazines on the floor. There's something. Yep. This, it's, uh, yeah, crumbs on the table, dishes in the sink, all that. I, I will confess to you, my best friend came to see me. I mean, my bestie, bestie here in Louisville, stop by unexpected, which we don't do that much anymore either. And no. it's kind of uh, a lost art because I'm yeah. delighted to see her. 
But um, but I'm embarrassed to tell you, we have like a little reading room when you come in the back door of our house. It's a welcoming space before you get in the house proper, uh, enclosed porch kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. um, I, so I uh, <laughs> I stood with her on the porch and had a conversation for 30 minutes. I didn't. <laughs> invite her into my kitchen i didn't offer her something to eat or drink i and and i was proud of myself because i took time to talk to her how pitiful is that right so I, we're no judging yeah, there's so, no judging i'm judging i'm judging this <laughs> you should judge it's pitiful it's just you know it's okay i i i need to be judged on that one it's because what it, it's really i do it's pride that is, it is. nothing about about my friend, it's about me. It's about me being prideful and not wanting her to leave and say to other people, oh, my word, have you ever been in Liz Curtis Higgs's house? You know, yeah. that's just pitiful. It's pitiful. It's not <laughs> that was pitiful. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is interesting because we see it as, yeah, they're going to leave going, okay, you're never going to believe, how, you know, what Liz Curtis's house looked like. But yet, in reality, I, I had a, a neighbor friend and I loved her dearly. I, I, it, I grieved when she moved and I would go over to her house and it would make my house look like a palace because of the way she kept her house. And I loved going over there because of that. And yeah. I loved her coming over to my house because I knew she wasn't judging because she didn't put laundry away for months and we would laugh about it. And it, it was bonding because (laughs) it wasn't perfect. And so that's what we have to remember. Yeah. Well, it is not perfect. I I had lunch at a gal's house the other day and I had, I'm just going to be honest. I had to work at not looking at the piles upon piles upon piles of stuff Mm -hmm. around the periphery of the room and focus (laughs) on her table, which was, beautiful and the food which was delicious and the company which was wonderful absolutely i mean that's just really what the heart of hospitality is and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking she just opens her door i'm afraid to what is that about especially this time of the year i'm home more not doing uh, traveling and speaking at all those women of events and uh, and i'm home so you know what i I think I need to do some door opening in the weeks ahead and just take the risk. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Nobody's going to run out screaming, especially if you see them. <laughs> you know, and that's so, that's so true. And we, we almost need to give each other permission to do that and go, it's okay to open your door and be who you are and just let people in because it is about the relationship instead of having everything look like Pinterest. And I think that's where, you know, we, we see all these amazing decor things and homes and it's like okay but my table's not set like that right now Mm -hmm. or my kitchen counter's not looking like that right now and then we're like i'll just meet you at starbucks well and just be true to yourself i know for me i'm that is not my gift of hospitality but we're having probably about 25 people for thanksgiving and some of them are spending the night and just to go you know what you guys find your, you know, every man to themselves, find, find your, your pillows, corner. find your corner, put your stuff down. And he, he, this, I will, I will do the best I can. And then 
it's okay. Like give yourself permission to not feel like I have to make sure I have their favorite creamer in the coffee. I mean, that's awesome if you can do that, but after a while you just, it's BYOC, bring your own creamer. Yes. I, it tires me out too much. <laughs> We're like BYOE, bring your own everything. Exactly. Yes. There you go. Even your own pillow, because sometimes I have a hard time finding one of those. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we need to challenge each other on that, girls, because it's the truth. I think we miss some really pretty cool stuff by being worried about things that don't matter. Absolutely. And we allow a lot of the culture to dictate that for us. Like you said, especially Pinterest. Yeah, we we see so many things and we just like, oh, these expectations. And really, it's just just connecting and just getting to know each other. Okay, and on that, speaking of, we just said we need to give each other permission and let things go. But now to stress everybody out, because I I was in the library this week with my daughter and I grabbed a book on decorating and it was a game night. And inside the glasses, they had gone to like, you know, Goodwill or or something and they'd bought the Scrabble and Boggle, the little, you know, with the alphabet on there and they put it in the dishwasher and then they took the game pieces out and they put it in an ice cube, ice cube. So it was in the punch bowl with all the ice with the Scrabble and the Boggle little alphabet. And then it was in everybody's glass. And then they had these really old, uh, just that antique looking shabby chic suitcases by the door. So you grabbed the matching Argyle socks, you grab socks to take your shoes off and get comfy. And then they had these plaid, uh, blankets in the other suitcase. So you plaid these matching, like, you know, plaid blankets. So the, the photo opportunity sitting out by the fire was these cute matching socks and all these matching blankets. Um, and that was their, gift as they left. And I thought, Oh, that would be nice. Wow. (laughs) But it's a great idea. That's a fabulous idea. Wow. I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) (laughs) We're speechless and that's hard to do. Yeah. I want to go to the party. I don't want to throw the party. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You you lost me back at the ice cubes, girls. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm listening with disbelief going, there are people like that out there? Yeah. There are. There are. Yeah. There are. I know. Let me say this about my Pinterest page, okay? If you go to my Pinterest page, there will be nothing there that will intimidate you. What I have are individual <laughs> boards for each of the bad girls of the Bible. So Ooh. it's worth checking it out for that because it's like, if Delilah lived today, how would she dress? What would her ride be? You know? Where would she hang out? What kind of house would she live in? I had so much fun putting them together. So Okay, we are going to run there and do that because that sounds that sounds very fun and it makes them so personal. What and a great conversation um, to get going at, at you know when you are meeting up with your friends. And I want we want to talk to you more. We have to take a break here and come back and talk about these women because I just got back from being over in Israel and Palestine and setting the women. Um, of the Bible and their encounters. So I would love to talk more about that and making them personal and what they wear and who they were. So we're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to keep, continue our conversation with Liz Curtis Higgs and all the fun and being intentional and, you know, not being pitiful anymore. I, I love that word, but we're not going to be pitiful anymore. And we're going to give each other permission to, to be and to go on. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. the time this show is over, you'll blink at least 30 times. The average person normally blinks about 20 times per minute or 17,000 times a day. A faster rate usually indicates anxiety or emotional stress. What's the word for someone who blinks a lot? A squintifigo. FBI agents have identified a specific type of blink that they directly associate with gamer staying. That's a person who tends toward deception and fraud. Attorneys, also known as pedophoggers, look for blinking when they have people on the stand. The eyelash flutter means they really do not like the question at all. Women blink more than men, but when a man blinks at a woman, he always appreciates a wink back. What's another word for flirting? Huzzlecoo. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, she has received an honorary doctorate from Georgetown College back in 2010. And in 1995, the National Speakers Association honored Liz with their Council of Peers Award of Excellence. And I, I believe she's been a keynote speaker for every single Women of Something conference. <laughs> and that is Liz Curtis-Higgs. We are so excited to have you on today, Liz. And we went into the commercial break just discussing um, Bad Girls of the Bible. And Lisa... Her Pinterest account. And her Pinterest, which I, I cannot wait to run on there and, and jump on that. And you... Uh, getting uh, oh wait okay so it's just funny for those of you listeners out there because Lisa just put a bunch of nuts in her mouth <laughs> and then I <laughs> I was like and Lisa so I'm getting uh, my protein snack. I, I'm getting her a chance to chew before I I, I throw her under the I'm bus <laughs> you're there now I'm there to, <laughs> to talk about no judging right no judging on this show none, to none, go none. there with being out of the country mm-hmm. and uh, actually experiencing some of this, the, the women of this culture. So hit it. Okay. So Liz, I want to ask you, when you were doing your research for a lot of these women, um, did you go over there and just kind of immerse yourself in the culture and the context of where these women, how they would have lived? I mean, yeah, how did you I research this? Uh-huh. All right. When I wrote Bad Girls of the Bible, which I cannot believe was in 1999. I mean, it was last century. Um, 
I did not. I did tons of book research. I had not yet been to Israel. I did not get to Israel for the first time until 2011. Wow. Um, when I led a, a Women of the Bible tour of Israel. Oh, my word, so much fun. All women, one one bus. Oh, baby. And uh, and so then, finally, I got to do some hands-on, on-site research, um, which literally changed everything about how I do ministry and mm-hmm. certainly how I write about the Bible. Um, I That was a one-time tour for me, but I beg people to go. You know, find a pastor who's going, go with Kay Arthur, go with somebody, but do not miss the chance to see the places where Jesus lived and walked. It just changes everything. When you stand on a hillside overlooking Bethlehem and you realize that is where the shepherds stood when they saw the host of angels and you're there, oh, man, it's just, I don't know, it just changes everything. So, um, you know, I'm uh, a very big fan of that. Now, my stuff on Pinterest, I just have to tell you, is a little more playful than that. Um, each uh, bad girl and really bad girl gets her own color, and uh, so I have kind of way too much fun doing all the all the colors and all the stuff. But um, but it is important, seriously important, to understand what it was like for the women of those days. You know, I've written about tons of them now, thirty in all. Um, mm. The last one I wrote about was the uh, Queen of Sheba. Uh, oh, with, with uh, it's good to be queen, and then I'm I've got. Uh, the women of Easter coming out in January. So I wow. think I was Mary, Mary, and Mary. Um, so love the women of the Bible. I think they have so much to teach us. Well, you know, it's amazing because I was just there. I just got home on Monday um, from leading 20 wow. women over there um, and on, a, on a tour of, of looking at women um, from the Bible and, and then even talking to modern-day women who are living in the same places and hearing their story of what it's like to live as a woman leading and being a peacemaker today which was fascinating, but we went to a new site. We went to a new site that just opened and it's Magdala where Mary Magdalene was from. And it was amazing. They have dedicated a whole like, um, kind of a room, but bigger than a room. It's like a little building to women. And they were kept talking about the feminine genius of women. And they talked and they had Mary and Mary and these women. And they, um, just talking, they had this beautiful mural there that this artist had painted. And it was of the woman who reached out to touch the hem of Jesus garment. And it was so powerful, um, that, that painting, because the artist really captured the essence of it. And then we just sat in that place and talked about, you know, where do we need to be healed, um, with a touch from Jesus? Mm -hmm. And do we really believe he can heal? And it was, it was um, amazing to sit there as women and, you know, listening to another, you know, hearing another woman's story from the past and just, you know, connecting with our own story today. So I can't even imagine for you just in doing the research, is there a particular woman that you just went, wow, she, she just captured my heart. I mean, I'm sure there's several, but you know, who stands out that you go, wow, I really saw this woman in a new light. Well, really, honestly, it probably was Mary Magdalene, and I'm thrilled that that is ready. When I was there, they were excavating around Magdalene and getting, you know, doing some work on it. And we stopped there so I could teach in the bus. There was nowhere to go sit. Mm-hmm. But, so I could teach on the bus about Mary Magdalene. And I, I, it was all I could do to talk without tears streaming down my face, just to be mm-hmm. there. But um, she certainly is my heroine, uh, the apostle to the apostles, some uh, call her. She was the one that Jesus sent back to declare to the men, I have seen the Lord. 
And mm-hmm. so um, she remains my favorite woman in the Bible, my favorite role model. Okay, we did have the issue with the seven demons. <laughs> that little thing, that little thing. Yeah, it was there. But please know, it never calls her a sinner. It no. said that she had seven demons. Jesus delivered them as he did everybody with a word. He didn't say, look, I'll take care of a couple demons this weekend. Come back next week when we'll do some more. <laughs> You know, and that's just not how he worked. Whether you had one or legion, he dealt with them all at once. And so mm-hmm. she was delivered and entrusted with the gospel, which, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just stand in amazement for all of us who feel like, oh, I've got a past. I've got something that would never allow me to truly serve God. Mary Magdalene stands there as our shining example of God taking a woman out of a pit even though she was thrown in that pit by demons, she didn't leap in. We have no record of that. He doesn't say to her, you are forgiven. You know, mm-hmm. when he d- delivered people, he said, you're set free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what a, what a role model she is. Mm-hmm. And she also, can I just point out, was older. Um, we know that because anytime she was listed with other women, except for one, the other, other eight times she's first. So given pride of place, probably because of her age, Mm-hmm. Um, so that puts her at middle aged. I don't know your ages, girls, but I can tell you, I love that. <laughs> I we we're with you on that. We're with you on that. <laughs> yeah. And she, she also was a woman of means. Uh, Luke eight tells us. Right. And so I lo- I just like everything about her. She has so much to show us. She's referenced in the Bible fourteen times. Mm. Uh, that is remarkable. So many women. Um, are never named or they're identified as the wife of, the mother of, the servant of, um, as opposed to Mary, who is always named Mary of Magdalene, Mary mm-hmm. Magdalene, always named in full. Yes. times. So this tells wow. me, and in all four Gospels, she really matters. Don't, In other words, don't get me started on Mary Magdalene. We could do a whole show on that girl. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I would encourage you to go back. You will love that place because they have excavated where they think was literally like 99 percent sure it was the, the, the synagogue that Jesus would have been would have been in. And they have the floor of it. And then they have it's beautifully done and it honors women. And so you would I mean, it's a place that you want to go and just sit and be for a while. And it's peaceful. And they, they've just done it so well. And it looks out Wonderful. over the Sea of Galilee. So you can just see and you know, and just imagine, you know, and imagine with God and see, and you know, that the Sea of Galilee is so amazing too. Cause I always think when you just sit there and, um, that was the last place we sat before the end of our trip was just on the shore, um, of Capernaum there, but you're looking right. at the sea and it represents so many things where Jesus did so many amazing things. You know, he gave the second calling back to Peter after he had denied him. And, you know, it just the places where he meets us and you can still envision it cause it's not so built up, but it is amazing to see these people as real people. And that's what you do such a great job with in your books and in your writing is making people just come to life where you can, you can identify with them and go, me too. You know, that these were just, these were real people that had these amazing experiences with God. And what do we learn from these women? And that's the community we want to create, you know, those places where we can learn from each other and, and tell our stories and, and keep going. So in your, as you are doing this, which you are, you're the, you know, 
the girlfriend extraordinaire because you just you know you can tell you love women well and you take care and you nurture you're a pastor to them and you and you validate their stories what other stories do you feel like because i think sometimes like even mary magdalene she has been mislabeled in many ways mm -hmm. because a lot of people put on mm -hmm. prostitute and center on her and like you said when you really look at her story that she's been mislabeled and that's easy to do with even women in our own lives and different things where we mislabel people without really engaging in the full story. And that's what's so fascinating about what you did, which, you know, we highly encourage people to get on Pinterest and read these women and see more into their story, who they really were. How has that impacted you? Like you said, you're going over there and seeing some of these things. What difference has that made even in your teaching and your writing? Well, I, I always, I'm very visual. So for me to imagine physically what the Sea of Galilee looked like. You know, it's not a sea, it's a lake. Um, right. And it is so peaceful, um, and it's so uncluttered. If that was in the United States, I shudder to think of what we would have done with it commercially. Right. But, mm -hmm. but, you know, yes, there are churches, but they're beautifully preserved areas for you to go, meet, worship, learn, teach one another. Uh, so it's, it's just a very sacred place. How it changes the teaching, I think, um, as I've done more work on on what it was like for women, how how ignored, overlooked, undervalued they were. Uh, they basically their role was to have sons, not even children, just mm -hmm. sons, uh, which makes me just a little crazy because it's like if you don't ever have girls, then there will be no one to have the sons. So <laughs> you know, obviously. Well, That's a great point. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, so then when you look at that compared to how Jesus treated women, first of all, when he told stories, he would tell a story about a guy, and then he would tell a story about a woman. That was never done in that culture. Men were always the uh, central character in a story. But Jesus broke the mold and told a story about a woman with a lost coin. And, you know, we think nothing of that. But, oh, my goodness, people flipped out. Or leading up to his, um, his death and resurrection, that holy week when he was teaching in the temple, he pointed out the widow with two mites and the greatness of her gift compared to all these rich people who tossed in money like it didn't matter. Again, mm -hmm. pointing out a woman. It simply wasn't done. So imagine living in a culture where you were nobody saw you. You were literally hidden behind a screen when you went to church, as it were, and your voice was not heard. You were not counted. When they would say the town had five thousand people, it meant Liz. 5, we're going to have to take a break. Liz, tell that yeah. thought. That's amazing. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back with Girlfriend at Radio. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. 
That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Thinking of food as an enemy is a common misconception. Food is not the enemy. The adversary is portion sizes and food choices. Even if you're trying to lose weight, you really can eat anything you desire. It is just how much of it that you eat that's the problem. If you keep 80% of your diet good, nutritious, low-calorie food and save 20% for the foods you crave, you will be on a sensible eating program. Food is to be enjoyed and to bring pleasure to our lives. We get in trouble, though, when we make bad food choices too often. And the next thing we know, our diet is really messed up and we're consuming too many foods that are high in calories and low in nutrition. You need to plan and make an effort to buy good, wholesome food. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we have been chatting with best-selling author and speaker, Liz Curtis Higgs, and she truly is all things helping both sisters and seekers embrace the truth of God's amazing, unchanging grace. And we had to go into the commercial break, but you, you had me hanging, Liz, when you were talking about imagine living in a culture where nobody saw you. You, you weren't even a part of the headcount. <laughs> so you didn't exactly. have a place. Right. So finish, finish that. We're, we're hanging there. <laughs> right. In a town, if it said it had 5,000 souls, it was the men's souls that they counted. Women mm. weren't allowed to um, be a witness in a court of law, which is one of the reasons why it's so amazing that the witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ was a woman. It was exactly. Mary Magdalene. Mm. I mean, you know, it wasn't like Jesus rose and said, oh, you, huh, where are the guys? You know, that is not, <laughs> that's not how it came down. You know, John and Peter came and looked at the empty tomb and went back home. But Mary mm-hmm. stayed. She stayed. Mm. She was faithful, even though she doubted. I mean, she was still looking for a body at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, even when Jesus appeared to her and she thought he was a gardener, I always find that so interesting. It tells us that he looked just, well, he looked like a man. He didn't look like some big scary angel. He mm-hmm. looked like a man to her because otherwise she would have said, oh, it's Jesus, but she didn't. She says, tell me where you put him so I can go get him. Even at the end when she still doubted, Jesus mm. revealed himself to her. What a bit of good news that is for all of us who mm-hmm. have these doubtful days. I mean, Shirley, don't you ever wake up and just think, I think I made all this up. I think this is all, you know, just a dream world that I've created, this whole of faith. And then Jesus comes up and says, oh, no, it's me. I'm alive. I'm real. And that's what he said to Mary. You know, he said, it's me. 
it's me. Um, and he, he showed her, and I love this part, by speaking her name. Mm. Her name. And so when, when she heard her name, she knew who he was and, uh, and immediately, you know, reached out for him. It's, a, it's an amazing scene, an amazing scene in a Bible full of amazing scenes. Um, but, yes, for women those days, to have Jesus look their way. Uh, Mary of Bethany, she's a new one in my uh, Women of Easter book for next year. I had never studied her in depth to understand that that perfume she poured on his feet was worth an entire year's salary, which today would translate into $30,000. Mm, wow. Perfume. Whoa, okay. This is a big gift. <laughs> this is a big yeah. gift, which is why Jesus says she'll be talked about forever. Friends, mm. If Jesus is not the Lord of your life, if he is not the center of your heart, he wants to be because he loves women. And frankly, he hung out with the bad girls all the time. Took mm-hmm. them for it. Yeah. What are you doing hanging out with the prostitutes? Well, Jesus mm-hmm. knew who needed him. It's not, the, it's not the good girls who think they've all got it together. It is the girls who know who they really are. So... Yeah, I and he knew who would Bible, listen to him. And I love my sisters. <laughs> yeah, well, and he knew who would listen to him and show up. And it's like we see, like Mary and them, they showed up. They, you know, they pursued him. And when you know, they they and they crossed divides to do that mm-hmm. because they were bold. And we do that oh, today. Yeah. We get yeah. we get so caught up in you know just. When you think of the Pharisees, we're so caught up in the laws and and reading through the scripture. Um, but how are we really applying it? How are we really, yeah. you know, saying, OK, I'm going to love unconditionally and I'm going to offer grace and I'm go- going to have these relationships rather than just talking about it. Mm-hmm. OK, well, we only have a few minutes left. And again, we want to thank you so much. It's always such a delight to have mm-hmm. you and just be our girlfriend on, on on the radio. And you just always inspire and encourage and just bring you just breathe life just mm-hmm. with your joy and, and, you know, your your voice just exudes it. OK, so we're talking about being intentional and can't even imagine, you know, we, we listed all these things that you do women of um, all over the place. But being intentional with your time, making time for really what matters and for you to even write um, and, and research, that takes a lot of time to do that amidst of demands for, I'm sure people just want to be with you because you just, you, you make it fun. How do you balance all of that? Do you set yourself, I mean, just want to know, like, do you set yourself up like a little schedule? How do you know what to say yes to, what to no to? Are you really in, intentional with all of that? Speak into our lives. <laughs> We're leaning in. Bless you. And what and are you, you know working on now? Oh, yeah, I'm always writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one thing as far as, as having a schedule, the only thing that, I mean, this is my 35th book, for heaven's sakes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. happen when you've got kids and speaking and life. Um, right. It's like this. It's so simple. I look at an old-fashioned calendar, you know, like a calendar, like you hang on the wall, yeah. and yeah. I put a W over a day that must be a writing day. That means that day is not when I go out to lunch with a friend or get my hair cut or set a dentist appointment or anything else. Once it's got a W on it, it's in ink, and it must be a writing day. Mm. If I have enough of those, it'll add up to a book. It's kind of funny how that works. But if I start erasing them to do other stuff, well, then the book will never happen. So it's that 
simple. When people say, I just can't, I don't have the discipline for it, it's like, this is simple. You just make that W really matter. W is writing. Now, I also have days that are F for family, which means nothing is going to interfere with that. Not a temptation to go speak or, you know, do a radio interview even. It's, that's a family day. That's what that day is for. Um, it just helps me because... I find I can't do everything in one day, but I can do one thing every day. Every mm-hmm. day, there's a focus for the day. Might not work for everybody, but it has certainly carried me through these 30 years um, because it's, you know, there are a million temptations. Let me tell you something my agent said to me years ago that has stood the test of time for me. Every opportunity she makes me weigh, is it an opportunity or is it a temptation? Mm. Opportunity or temptation. Yeah. That's good. Opportunities are opportunities come from God. That's an opportunity. He is opening the door. But there are others who knock at our door too, wanting us to do something. And it's more of a temptation. It speaks to our flesh. It's going to do something good for us, but maybe not really help other people. And so, you know, it's ever, ever a battle. Lean in, my darling girls, but I will tell you, I haven't got all the answers. I only know if I put God <laughs> first, he helps sort it all out. He just does. Mm. Those are really good tips. You know, and sometimes we, we try to make it too complicated, mm-hmm. actually, and we have all these apps that, you know, can help us manage this and do that. The problem is then you have to learn how to manage all these apps to manage your time. <laughs> all the passwords. Yes, all the passwords. <laughs> and, you know, I love when you said it's just so simple. I put a W, I put an F. And, and I just, I stick with that and mm-hmm. it really doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. Cause I, I like, I'll listen to somebody and like, Oh, here's a great app for this. And it's like, then I must get that app. And then somebody else has another app and you're like, okay, I am chasing apps to organize me and I'm more unorganized. Right. You know? And in the meantime, your phone cool. keeps saying your, your iCloud is full and you need an, uh, an app <laughs> to back it up. <laughs> exactly. But those are such great tips. Um, just it's, it, it doesn't have to be that complicated. And I think know your priorities. Like you said, if I yeah. don't put a W on a page, I, the book is not going to happen. And it's like yep. knowing what your priorities are and sticking with that. Um, it, th- that's really actually great tips. That's, you know, mm-hmm. it, I, I love that because it's something we can all do. And there is something to be said for having that calendar and seeing it like writing on it and to seeing it just in black and white right there, um, it, it really does mm-hmm. <laughs> really help. There's something yeah. for that, doing that. Okay, we just have four minutes. And again, we can't thank you enough. Where, what do you want our listeners to know? And what are you working on? Where can they, and by the way, we are going to run to your Pinterest account and, and read more about that. But what are some other things you want us to know as we leave the show, our listeners, um, about you and what you're working on? Sure. Well, the book that just came out is called 31 Verses to Write on Your Heart, and it is just that. I asked a 1,000 women, what's your favorite verse? Tallied them up. This is the 31, so you can use it as a day-to-day devotional over a month. You can use it as a Bible study over a six-week period, five a week, um, or you can just enjoy it as a flat-out read. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the emphasis is to memorize Scripture. I'm kind of big on that this year, is getting God's Word in our hearts. That way we never have to say, where's my Bible? It's right inside us, what we need most right now. Uh, Next book up is The Women of Easter. Excited about that coming out in the new year. 
I've got an online Bible study. Once a month, girls, I make this easy. <laughs> Once a month on my website, LizCurtisHiggs.com. You'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, uh, on Instagram, I post a picture every three years. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we can follow really that. We can follow that. <laughs> that you know, it's, it, do you find it's hard to know what, what, where should I put my time in even like the social media? Yeah. And hang on. I mean, that, yes. those even, it's hard to know yes. what is, where do I want to put my effort and with that and then, and then being consistent with it. That's just so hard. Right. But for me, yeah. it's all about knowing where are my readers. I ask audiences all the time, who's on Facebook, who's on Twitter, who's on Pinterest. I want to see hands. And so yeah. I can get a pretty good idea of where my people are and my people are on Facebook. So yeah. I'm on there every day with a word of encouragement and art thing. That's, that is my home uh, online. If you want to connect with me, that's where we, that's where we hang out. Mm-hmm. And that's a great place to hang out. And you are such a fun person to hang out with and giving women permission to be who they are and to learn from each other's stories, mm-hmm. which is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So we just appreciate you again. And, um, you know, and just the insights into women, you, you get it. And so many women, you know, it's, it's hard because even just, I was just on this trip with 20 women and you just see all the different temperaments and yeah. personalities and you got the age reigns and Patty and I were just talking this morning about the difference in the millennials yeah. and, you know, and how they view life and how they see life versus us that tend to be a little more seasoned. And everything <laughs> is posted on social media where we have to stop and think, do we really want everybody to see this? Exactly. <laughs> and they don't think anything of it. It's like, nope, post it. Exactly. Well, again, thank you for joining our show. Unfortunately, that time went by so fast. It did. We want to encourage our listeners to be intentional. And one of the things is go to Liz Kurtz's um, Pinterest and go to our website and enjoy your holiday season. And I think I'm going to start decorating tonight. You've, you've motivated me. <laughs> Thanks for joining our show. You've been listening to the Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It. The show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself.